0: Welcome back to Officially Unofficial. I'm your host, Johnny Junta, and we are here with a very, very special guest. He is a former second-round draft pick, TCU Horn Frog, and a massive, massive part of the Arizona Diamondbacks pitching rotation. It is my pleasure to welcome Alex Young to the Officially Unofficial podcast. What's up, Alex? What's up, thank you for having me on. This is big. I'll say this once. I said it to you before. I'll say it again. This is big time. You're Arizona Diamondbacks guy, TCU guy. Let's go into TCU for a second, okay? Before we get into TCU, are you a horns down guy? you a massive horns down guy or what? I mean,
1: I feel like because of the the tradition, the rivalry that's been built up over probably – I mean, I've known it for like the last eight years. I mean, I I don't know how long it's gone back, but – whenever I get the chance, I do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what, and what was the record there against the, what was the record there against Texas when oh, you were at TCU? One
1: loss. And that was a Sunday, my freshman year. Oh, that's it was like, uh, yeah, it was like, uh, um, it was actually senior day for us. And so I was like, you know, we can clean sweep this. And then it was one of those like Sundays always kind of gets away from you. Sometimes you're like, oh, you know, took take two against a Texas team who was ranked. You know, they were they uh they had Corey Knievel on that team. They had a bunch of dudes on that team, and we weren't that good in my freshman year, so took two from them. Then the next two years we swept them. They were like, I think my sophomore year they were like top ten in the country, and we weren't ranked yet. And we were, we went to UT, swept them. Oh fucking right
0: there <laughs> yes and speaking <laughs> about ut how embarrassing is that football program i mean you just um, hate to see it what an embarrassment you it's it's unbelievable you get all
1: these recruits and they all go to ut and yet they can't beat tcu year in and year out and you're like just come to tcu i mean that's where <laughs> we're going against every year i mean the last 10 years I mean, it's just, it showed they've, I think they've lost like two games. I think they're like seven and two in the last nine. So yeah. Hey. It's going
0: upwards. The boys are buzzing yeah. in TCU yeah. and, and TCU has a very, very underrated color scheme and logo. I love the logo. I love the to- I love the, the scheme. So TCU, if you're listening to the show, you probably guys were, you might, I might get a retweet out of you with this podcast, maybe send some gear over this way to Canada. I'll rep it in Canada. I'll get the Horn frogs buzzing in Canada. <laughs> We can get some
1: TCU gear that way,
0: definitely. Yeah, we'll get it buzzing, man. I mean, and are you looked at as a TCU as kind of a legend now that you're in the area? Is it unlimited free drinks for Alex Young when he's rolling <laughs> through T uh, TCU? It has to be.
1: No, I mean, I'm I'm just another guy there. I I feel like I don't know. There's so many guys that have done so much for the, for the program. Like if like Brian Howard, for instance, his name's Big Game Howie. I mean, every time there's a big game, literally the guy shows up like, and I think his playoff ERA is like 0. 0.6 or something. Like it's stupid. Yeah. So, I, I mean, if that, but he's also six, nine. So, you know, you <laughs> see a six, nine guy, skinny guy walking around. You're like, that's Brian Howard. So, but I'm just another guy with a beard that walks yeah. know, around.
0: And, and honestly, man, I mean, I was looking at some of the things you did at TCU. I mean, you guys made an appearance at the college world series, right? Or am I wrong on that? What yeah, a, uh, to- it just if you if you take TCU to the College World Series in my mind they should start start building the statues because the College World Series is crazy in Nebraska you're in yeah. Omaha uh, where I went to school in Nebraska I mean what was the College World Series like especially being a guy that went to TCU the fans must have showed up in waves from uh, the Texas Christian yeah
1: no it, the experience was unbelievable I mean like my freshman year I remember. Actually, Coach Loss, our TCU head coach, would always show us videos of the 2010 team because that was the first team that did it. And I was like, dude, this is fucking sick. Like, (laughs) I I want (laughs) to go there. Like, there's like this one home run that Matt Curry hits. And it was a grand slam to put them over Florida State. And I was like, this is, oh, my God. Like, I just got chills, like, watching that. And then, like, when they beat UT to go to the World Series. um, But then when we actually went there my sophomore and junior year, and we literally just came short of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we lost the game one nothing, and then we ended up beating LSU, and then we had to play Vandy again. And then we ended up losing uh, to them. And I was like, dude. like, And I knew that was my last game, my junior year. And they ended up going two more years, and then they lost. The year after I left, they lost to Coastal Carolina, who ended up winning it yeah. all. And I'm like, damn, that was the year. And I'm like, who knows if I would have stayed one more year. like, Oh, if we wagon. Were- but – I mean, do the atmosphere is unbelievable. Like I, I miss the, I miss Rosenblatt like that. I I grew up going to Rosenblatt. Um, so like that, I kind of miss, you know, going to that and then going over to TD Ameritrade. It's just like, it's unbelievable. The stadium's huge. Like, I mean, you feel like a rock star for like however long you're there. I mean, people come up to you and it's so cool. And then like the TCU community out in Omaha is like massive now. I mean, um, you know, they, they love when TCU comes there. So I think that, and then, you know, the people who travel up there from, uh, the T C you know, the Fort Worth area or, you know, people kind of come from all over now that are TCU fans. And it's, I mean, there's a big show in there for TCU people, which I think is awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I talk a lot of shit about Nebraska cause I went to school <laughs> on a very small part of it, but you got to tip your cap to what they do with that college world series, because just even when you drive past that stadium, there's oh. just some sort of feeling you get, right? It's just massive. You have the college flags everywhere, the teams in the World yeah. Series. It's just the Atmo there is crazy, right? Yeah, the the vibe in
1: in Omaha for those two, three weeks is just like – I'm sure people feel the same way that I live there. It's just like, you know, it's almost like Christmas every year. It's like we got the College World Series. Like, it's it's so badass, so.
0: Yeah. No, it is. It, it, and honestly, man, I mean – I wanted to go into your debut because, obviously, we're, ju- we're, we're jumping here. We'll talk about the second-round draft pick, but I had to bring up the debut before I forgot. Talk about just putting the San Francisco Giants in your back pocket on the debut. <laughs> Little one-earned run, five-innings pitch, W for the kid. Let's go into that. How nervous were you stepping into a park with fans? We miss fans, by the way. And you just get to make that debut against the, the highly – A a lot of history behind this team. San Francisco Giants, man. How crazy was that?
1: It was awesome. I mean, I got to face some guys who had won three World Series, like Brandon Belt, uh, Brandon Crawford. um, Who else was on that team? Um, I mean, Buster Posey. Like, I remember stepping in the box, and I was, like, looking back, and I was, like, (laughs) I didn't even know what to say. I was just, like, they both – the umpire and and him said congrats, and I was just, like – it, I don't know. It was just kind of a really cool moment, but um, I, I mean, I wasn't that nervous just cause like, I guess that year I just had some stuff happen and I had like a chip on my shoulder and I was kind of prepared for the moment. You know, I was pitching well enough to where I was like, I think I'm going to get a call up. And when it happened, I was like, I just kind of felt ready for it. I didn't really, you know, get nervous about it. I mean, you know, obviously there's a point where you're just like kind of, you know, get those little butterflies, but like, honestly, besides that, I mean, I was I was ready to get on the mound. I was like, just, I remember like being in the hotel and I was like, I'm just gonna get on the first bus. I was there at like two o'clock because I was like, I just wanna be at the stadium. Like, I, and I walk, I remember like walking around like outside. I just wanted to like take it all in because I was like, honestly, like I could be going down the next day, you know, I have no idea what to be up here for. So, Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, my whole family was there. My girlfriend was there. Like, it was, it was sweet. It was awesome.
0: Dude, and it's like something that I always say on this show. It's it's something that kids dream about growing up. For instance, for me, I would go to a mall, throw pennies in a wishing well, and wish maybe maybe, maybe, I'll make the show one day. And you know what? Like I said, I'm going to sue those malls for fraud because I didn't make the show. Now I'm interviewing (laughs) show guys. Little bit the best of both worlds yeah. but but what was the first thing that you kind of noticed when you're in the show was it the the private jets like the private planes the beautiful meals you have set up for you you never have to worry about getting socks you don't have to worry about ordering that shit you just get it all right there catered to you. What was the first thing you kind of noticed where you're like this is show baby you love to see this um
1: well I mean I I went on to a flight before I was even on the team technically and I was like, this is so cool. Like, this is awesome. Like, I remember there's like Essentia Waters like sitting at our seat for us. And I was like, this is so badass. <laughs> I think that was like the one thing I was like, I love Essentia Water. And so, like, when I saw that, I was like, I don't have to pay for it until the off season. But I was like, this is so sick. And I think that, and then just like the meal quality and kind of not putting your uh, all your clothes on like a loop. Yeah. And just, you know. I don't know. There, there's so many it's, there's so many things that are different from AAA to the big leagues. It's, like, incredible. Yeah. Um, obviously, this year was, like, a little bit different. But, like, last year was just, like, it was insane. I mean, there's so many things that I can name off. Probably some things I can't really say. But, <laughs> like, that, that happens on, like, the plane. But, honestly, like, it, it's just, like, it's everything you, like, really think of. Like, it's, it's, it's so cool.
0: It really is. Like, obviously, me saying it really is sounds like a moron because I'll (laughs) never experience it. But just to kind of see the perspective of you guys having to pretty much not have to go through security. Like, you just – I mean, you technically go through security, but you're not waiting in lines with – The single mothers holding four kids going through security. You're just strolling through security. It's the coolest thing ever, man. But for me, if I made the show, the thing that would make me feel like this is show was just being able to walk up to a clubby and say, hey, man, can you buy me a sleeve of dip and then just bring it back here? Like, that's what would be show for me. It wouldn't be the the field. It wouldn't be none of that stuff. It would just be having a clubby at your service.
1: Yeah. No, there. I mean, the clubbies that we have are awesome. Like, I have have one named Sean, and he will – He's the man. He's like my right-hand guy. So, like, he, they, they all take care of you, which I think is awesome. I think you need that in the clubhouse. I think that helps the clubhouse.
0: You yeah, shout-out Sean. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> shout-out Sean. But, Sean, I mean, those are the people that kind of get swept under the rug, man, because if it wasn't for those people. The, you guys would be just, I mean, struggling. You guys wouldn't have those – like, you guys wouldn't have the kind of stuff you have in the show if it wasn't for the clubbies. Yeah. They, they do so much work they clean they, they, they clean all your stuff that's why you guys look so good on game day
1: yeah no they they do so much stuff that goes unseen and i mean literally them like people who work on the field like just just for us to i mean like they they rake it three times just for us to take bp and and ground balls and stuff like that like it's insane so i mean those are the people that deserve more than we do because i mean they they make it i mean they we, they allow us to do our job so i think yeah. that's really
0: yeah, then let's go back in your draft for a second because you went second round, which is a pretty good chunk of change. Shout out to you. Cha-ching, bank <laughs> account. Love to see it. What was – did you expect yourself to, to go higher or was the second round for you like, let's fucking go? Um, I mean, my, my goal was to go in the first round. Yeah. And
1: um, basically what happened was I was pitching when I got drafted. We were playing A M and in Super Regional. Yeah. Went to the World Series that day, which was so badass. (laughs) And um, I remember finding out after the game, my coach told me and then, well, I think my mom told me and then my coach told me. Um, So that was a really cool moment. And then. um, But, yeah, I mean, my, my agent told me that, you know, there's talks about, you know, going in the first round and. You know, basically they're gonna take me under slot, but I don't, I don't really know what happened because I wasn't there for any of those conversations, so I have yeah. no idea. So I guess that kind of like, I wouldn't say like upset me, but I was just kind of like, okay, like, you know, I, I wasn't worth the forty-two or I think it was forty-third, I don't remember forty-two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I remember like seeing some guys who like, who just like, I don't know, who who haven't panned out, or I don't, even, I don't like you know talking about. Like that about but it just kinda like it's kinda irritated me and I was just like, you know, you know, like this this is gonna be part of the fuel for the fire.
0: There it is. Yeah and, yeah and yeah, and it, it fueled me in Juco. <clears throat> obviously not, I hit below my body weight, but I mean, I was fueled by all that kind of stuff, all the hate, yeah. all the this guy shouldn't be on a scholarship, and it worked. The fuel didn't work, actually. The roastings worked because I was terrible, and that's why right now I'm doing one of the most electric baseball podcasts on the planet. But let's go back into the Diamondbacks. We're just jumping around here, like I said, a Juco brain. Okay. You guys, I have a bone to pick. Your pants on your jerseys are one of the most repulsive things I've ever seen in my life. It ruins all the nice <laughs> shoes you guys get because you see this weird red... I don't even know what it is, like a flame at the bottom of your pants. Let's go into that. What was what runs through your head when you have to put those gray jerseys on with the weird shit at the bottom? When did you realize, like, I didn't even realize that I had this shit down here? Well, they they actually took those away
1: uh i think in 17 yeah. or 18 yeah so we didn't have those but then they so they took those away and then they they kept the the damn back like looking thing like on the shoulders and then the hat yeah and then this year when they switched to Nike they just went plain like plain hat and then plain jersey so they just took that all away okay so but looking at it though like it does not <laughs> Whoever designed it, I don't know who it was. And I don't know if I'm gonna get in trouble, but like it did not look that
0: It gray. did not look good. And you're just speaking the mind, man. And I mean i am yeah. I d I'm I'm a guy that's like you gotta look good to play good. And when you're pulling up in those jerseys, it's it it's a tough look. But I love yeah. those new jerseys now. I mean, the gray with that little teal in the in the logo, it kind of yeah. gets me going a little bit, man. I mean, what's your yeah. favorite jersey you guys have? Yeah, the well, we
1: had last year. We had the grain teal, and I thought that was badass. Yeah, they took the grain teal away, so we only have the white and teal now. Um, but here, let me go. Let me get my shoes real quick. I'll show Let's you. Let's see the shoes. Let's see the shoes. I was... So, I got. So this was um, by a guy um, out in California who did these for me, um, just to match my teals and. Oh, what... <laughs> <laughs> those are fire. So, yeah, and so then on the back, you can see it says AY right there. Yeah, and number, but and then he did the elephant print just because, like, uh, I was from the Chicago area. Yeah, he wanted to throw a little MJ, you know, elephant print on there, and then on this one, uh, it has Negu, which is like uh, a kid who was with TCU passed away, and that was his. Um, I mean, those were electric. So, yeah, there, those are like my favorite cleats and um i've I worn them like a couple times so yeah they're just kind of line
0: what was the stat line like with those shoes you had to just carve i think the last one I,
1: I pitched i came in relief i i technically was piggybacking that day um it was against the mariners i went like i think like four and
0: two-thirds or four and a third and then i gave up like one one run i think or two not good is one run over four and two thirds good? I'll let the fans decide. Obviously, what, what I mean, and all, and this is me looking at it from a betting perspective. If I know you're wearing those shoes for a start, I am hammering the Diamondbacks, putting my yeah. mortgage on the Diamondbacks because I know you're gonna carve. It's just my yeah. gambling brain thinking about it, man. Those shoes are fire. So yeah. shout out to the person that designed them. Who you said in California, just like a, a guy?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, wow, he's gonna he's gonna be mad at me for not remembering. It's. I can't remember if it's on deck.
0: Uh, Here's a free ad, by the way. You're welcome on whatever the name of this company is. Here's a little free ad on yeah. the official deck and official on part.
1: Deck Customs.
0: What is on it called? Deck. On deck Customs. Okay. Shout out on deck Customs. There yeah. it is. There's your free ad. I mean, we don't usually do that, but there's a oh. free ad. And I mean, <laughs> and you had a start last year. I'm a big Reds guy. We're a pro Amir Garrett, Jesse Winker podcast. They're my boys. Yeah. You had a start last year against the Reds that yeah. if I had that start, I would be the biggest D bag ever because I would say I am disgusting at the game of baseball. It was 12 Ks. You put the reds in your back pocket. What was going right for you that start? Because I would have been the cockiest human being ever after that (laughs) appearance. Well,
1: a lot of people don't know. There was a lot that went wrong before that game actually. So uh, (laughs) for getting ready for my start and I had like 50 some family members there because I actually was born in Ohio and then my dad's side all lives in Ohio. So I have like 50-60 people there. Like, and I'm like, shit, like that's a lot of pressure. Like, you know, like I mean the I mean the Reds are a good team. Like, however you look at it, like I think they're a good team. Yeah. And and so I'm uh preparing for the game, everything like that. And it's like a it's an odd time. It's like a 420 or 340 game. It was like a weird time. And I'm, like, foaming on, and I'm, like, doing all my stuff. And one of our bench coaches, Jerry Nairn, comes up to me. He goes, hey, you know the, the game's in 20 minutes? And I go, I'm panicked. And I go, yeah, yeah, no, I knew that. And I played it off, and I was, like, oh, my God. And I freaked out. Like, in my mind, I was, like, my internal clock, like, I usually get out there, like, 45, 40 minutes before. Yeah. And i panicked. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm like off by 10 minutes or something." And I run outside, and I had like buddies who went to the game too, and they're like, "They're like in the outfield, ranks to the bullpen." They're like, "Alex, like, what's up?" And I was like, "What's up?" And I'm like, panicking, like, stretching, like, and I started throwing, and I literally threw like I had to throw during the national anthem, which I thought was like, "This is not a good look. This is terrible. <laughs> this is gonna go so bad. Oh my god." And I was I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I threw, like, I think I threw, like, 15 pit, warm-up pitches. And at that point, I was like, well, this is going to go south. Like, I got all this family here. Like, they're going to see me get absolutely shelled. Like, this is going to be terrible. And then, I don't know, I I just started – I threw a lot of cutters that day. I think I threw, like – Hell, yeah. I think I threw, like, 108 pitches. And I think, like, 70 or 80 of them. I think, like, 80 of them were, like, cutters and, like – um. Yeah, I don't know. Like throughout the game, I was like, "Wow! Like this is kind of cool. Like guys are starting to swing. And I'm getting some calls. Like this is sick. Like next thing I know, I got like ten strikeouts, and I remember I think I got the last strikeout to the end of the game, and uh, and then I came in, and Archie came up to me. He's like, yeah, he's like, "Thanks for breaking my record." And I'm like, "I I don't even know what you're talking about." He's like, "You just broke the rookie record for strikeouts," and I Let's had go. no. Idea. I was like, "That's sick," and then and then continuing the story or that game this year, we traded for Josh Van meter yeah. for our, <laughs> and um, he's the one who I struck out 10 the game, or like, that was my last strikeout before I came out. And it was like a pitch that was like at the top of the zone. And it like caught the top. So I didn't think he was going to call. It was a three, two count. And I like, kind of like, has I hesitated, like thinking I was going to get the ball back and he punched him. And I was like, okay. And I walked off. I was like, <laughs> let's go. And I remember telling him, I was like, Hey, do you like that cutter off top? He's like, yeah, it was a fucking ball. And, and I was like, Hey, it just, it was working that day. So he's like, yeah, I guess he said that like there's shattering Port." it. didn't even say I had a cutter. So I was like, maybe that's why I had 12 strikeouts.
0: So <laughs> You're just going to start learning new pitches before every yeah, start I- because you'll be Cy Young candidate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I wish I was related to Cy Young, but we went, we went back into the ancestry didn't.
0: Not related, yeah, so. not related at all. But no, <laughs> I'll read the stat line for the fans. Pump your tires a little bit. So I'll let the people decide. Analytic nerds, tell me if this is good. Eight innings pitched, two hits, twelve punchies, one walk. Is that good? Is I mean, Jesus Christ! And that improved your record to seven and three on the year. Is that good? I just what a way to what a uh, way to cap off that part of the season for you, man. I mean, last year for you was kind of where you established your name in the major leagues, man. I mean seven and three record after that, uh, after that uh, a performance and probably everyone at the sports books betting on Alex young to get over the strikeouts here. So, I mean, well, how surreal was last year for you, man? I mean, it was, it was crazy looking back on it, just seeing your stats. It was, I don't know. It was
1: like insane. It was just kind of like, I I know people were kind of like, you know, is he going to maintain this and all this stuff? And I don't know. I just kind of went out there and was just kind of proving people wrong. And, uh, you know, I, I guess it was just like motivation from teammates and, and coaches like that just kind of, you know, helping me out, too. I mean, it, it was awesome. And I, I don't know, I, I felt like, you know, people would always ask me, they're like, you know, have you ever came, come down from the realization that you're in the big leagues? And I'm like, not really. I kind of feel like, it, I don't know, it's just like weird to me. I haven't like whenever I took that step, and I kind of made a couple starts, it just kind of like, it just felt natural. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I was in awe of like so many things like facing guys, like, you know, a lot of things, but it just kind of felt like it was like a smooth transition to me. Like, I I don't know. It was just, it was so surreal and it was really cool. And then I remember, uh, yeah, after the Reds game, I I went on to the starting nine podcast with, uh, and so it went from, like, my best start to my worst start against the Mets. And it was like – I was like, hell, yeah, let's go. I mean, that's usually kind of what happens sometimes. Like, guys have really good outies, and then they just get shelled. And then kind of was like, all right, you need to – I was, like, so hyped in the clouds. I was like, all right, you need to figure it out after that that shitty start. So – Um, Yeah,
0: but I I wouldn't even call that a bad start, though, you had after. Because, I mean, it was one earned run, man. I mean, if a couple things go different ways. And shout out to me for having this info accessible. I'm usually not a guy with this type (laughs) of info. But the start after, one one earned run,
1: right? It was five, it was like six runs, but it was one earned. Because our shortstop made an error, but I ended up giving up a Grand Slam. So, like, technically in the mind, you're like, okay, we're losing the game, but... I only gave up one and run. So yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but, it's, de- it's definitely I, it definitely pads the ERA there. Yeah. That. <laughs>
1: it definitely helps. So
0: yeah, no, dude, it, it's like obviously what the the cool the crazy thing for me is is when I interview big leaguers and I ask them, I say, for instance, like when did you realize you're in the big leagues? Some of you guys haven't even came to that realization yet. And I feel yep. like that happens after the career, right? Or after yep. the season when you're like Damn man, I I got to face off against like Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman. Yeah. I got to play these Hall of Fame guys. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah.
1: Isn't that? No, like- it is. It, it's sweet. I mean, I remember facing yeah Ronald Acuna in like in Double A, and he was like eighteen or something. And I'm like, this kid's gonna be a stud. And then like even like Eloy Jimenez, I remember facing him, and I was like, I remember him in like uh in short season. I'm like, this kid's like freaking huge. Like, it was insane. But, I mean, like, yeah, like, facing guys like Yachty or Molina, who I ended up giving up a home run to, but, like, it's Yachty. Like, if it was someone else, I'd be like, yeah. but it on, like, that's sick. Yeah. But, but, I mean, it it was just cool to, like, face some of these guys. Like, I remember facing, like, Adam Wainwright and um, just guys who you grew up watching, and it's it's really cool, though.
0: Yeah. No, and who's a cool – here's a good question. Who's a guy that you got to play against – where you kind of got that experience where you're like, damn, man, I'm in the show right now. This guy is across the dugout from me. He's a he's in the opposite opposing dugout. Oh man. I'd say it's
1: so tough. There's so many guys that I grew up even like, even like the last couple of years. Um, I mean, Yadi's obviously one of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean what he's done in his career. Um, and then, like like I said, like facing Wainwright. And then, like, remember facing, like, Robinson Cano. Uh, yeah, dude's a stud. And then, um, I mean, there's so many guys. But, I mean, I got to play with a bunch of studs, too. Like, Alex Avila, one of the best guys ever. One of the greatest teammates ever. Uh, Adam Jones, like. Legend. Dude is a dude is a legend, and then and then he goes over to Japan and dominates. I'm like, how does the yeah. team not pick him up? Like this dude's a legend. So and now he's eating all the wagyu in the world over there. So living the and, dream. Oh my gosh, yeah. And his two sons are adorable. Like yeah, he he's the man. And then you know playing with a guy like Mike Leake, who who just casually had 10 years in the show, didn't even touch the minor leagues, doesn't even know what it is. But. Um, <laughs> I yeah. mean, Guys who, who I mean, in the year and a half I've been up, it's like there's some guys like who who are, you know, have had successful careers and who are who are amazing. So it's pretty yeah. cool.
0: No man, it's it's it, it's crazy the amount of even legends that are still in the game right now and yeah. guys like Mike Trout, guys that are like future stars that like Kyle Lewis on the Mariners who else uh Luis Robert on the White Sox just crazy good right now in the yeah. game of baseball cuz you got that mixture of legends and then you have guys that are young that are like 19 20 years old that are going to be nasty forever <laughs> it's, it, it it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a good blend right now in the in the game of baseball but we'll shy away from baseball here for a second i'm a canadian guy so i'm obligated to bring this up you're a chicago blackhawks fan where what where, where did oh. this fandom start and how's it going right now cuz i know you guys are struggling a little bit right now
1: yeah, um, I mean, I grew up playing hockey. Like, I love playing hockey so much. I never, I, I played pond hockey. Like, that was the go to. It yeah. was like, you know, growing up pond hockey, then one of our friends' moms would make us hot chocolate intermission back on the ice, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah.
1: And we, we had it to where, like, we smoothed it out, like, everything it was so cool. Um, but I never, I never got to play, like, Uh, you know, in high school or anything like that. But that's like the one sport I wish I would have played. Like I love hockey so much and I love watching it. And so, but I, I don't know. I didn't really, I guess. So the thing with the Blackhawks is they were never on TV because of like the rights and everything you had to go to the games. Yeah, And so that's why I think the fan base kind of grew even more within the last like 15 years. Um, and so I would say like probably early on, like, maybe, I guess like almost like 15 years ago is when I kind of started becoming a Hawks fan. And then I remember, you know, really getting into it, like probably like two years before they won it back in 09 and or yeah, 09 or 10. No, I think,
0: 10 it, was, I think
1: it was 10. 10 yeah. No, 09, 10 season. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I was like. This scene – and, I mean, like, they have, like, three or four guys that are still on the, on the team, and they just traded away – I think it was Saad. They just yeah, and Saad got traded. I'm like, I, I get it. Like, you have to make moves now because, you know, like, these guys are getting older. and um, But, I mean, they're in the playoffs this <laughs> year barely. <laughs> but, and, I mean, they made a little run. So, I mean, obviously, you know, the Knights are just like – un- Yeah. So – I don't know. And I went to a Hawks game uh, this past year uh, with my girlfriend and my two brothers and one of our, one of our PR guys hooked it up. They ended up giving me a a custom like Jersey that the players wear with my number, my baseball number, my last name on it. And I was like the coolest thing ever. Like, so, but I mean, like, I I remember like times, like we were, when we were at, when I was at TCU um, like 2015 when they won it and like, they kept going to overtime i'm trying to think of who it was against san jose was it san jose or the du- no maybe it was against the ducks they i think kept, it was they- the ducks that was, yeah that yeah. was the potty
0: cane I- goal right when they won yeah. the, they yeah. won the finals yeah
1: yeah and i remember it was like 2 a.m. and i'm like i'm like my my room we were on the road and my roommate's sleeping and i had my ipad like or my computer and i went nuts and i was <laughs> going nuts and i was like and i i think i had to pitch the next day or two days and i was like fuck yeah And i was going crazy and i was like fired up and i'm like should be fired up for a game i'm pitching not the hawks but i'm like hockey just like something different where i'm just like i get so fired up for it like oh my gosh i can't wait to go back and 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 play but yeah it's just i mean you know like hockey's just like it's a different sport i think
0: i think it's the best sport in the world like i'm a baseball guy obviously Uh but I think hockey's the most entertaining sport in the world. I could be wrong on that. I uh, might get roasted, but you could back me on this. Isn't hockey when it's buzzing, it's the most electric? It, hockey
1: and hockey and football are like the two greatest sports. I think, I mean, I love baseball. I I, I mean, like baseball is awesome, but like, as a, from a fan perspective, like outside of baseball, like football and hockey are like the go.
0: Yeah, love it, it. it is. It really is. It, it's like, I hear a lot of guys say, especially now in Las Vegas, because it's starting to get popular, a lot of my Vegas buddies say, man, I wish I kind of grew up playing hockey. It's just such a cool sport. It's so fast-paced. It's kind of like – it works on the brain. It's a a great sport to play. And that's why I think hockey, it's growing in the U.S. substantially. It's starting to – close to the teams are starting to come close to beating Canada, man. I mean, you yeah. see it with the world juniors and hockey in Las Vegas. I'm calling this right now. You were going to see some disgusting players come out of Las Vegas in oh, 10, 15 years. Like you see in Austin Matthews in Arizona with the Leafs. I don't know if you know, but he's from Arizona and he's growing the game there. So the game of hockey is definitely in a good place right now in the U S for sure. Yeah, it's definitely. And then you, you mentioned, you mentioned playing with the guys that are legends and there's one guy on your team. It, that is just an absolute legend of a guy. He used an alias name to go horseback riding <laughs> a guy by the name of Madison Bubb What's mad bum like? Cause I love this dude. He, well, I mean like, obviously when you see him on the mound, you're
1: like, is that how he is in person? Like, is he just like, you know, this scary dude that, you know, will literally light you up. And he, he's so funny. Like he's down to earth. Like he honestly, like he's like a big teddy bear. Like, I don't know. He's, he's just a, another guy. Like he's hilarious. Like he has so many stories to tell, like, and I don't know. He's just, he, he loves, he loves horses, obviously. Beans <laughs> and boots every, in a hat every day. And, um, I mean, he, he's great though. Like, and I think one of the coolest, cool things is, is like, he cares about, you know, all of us. And he wants to help all the younger guys, um, because I remember we were in Houston uh, like the last week of the season and I had one more start and he sat, he pulled up a chair and literally watched my whole bullpen. Like, I mean, some guys could literally just be like, you know, I don't really care, like, whatever. And he sat there cause he he cares. So I think that's what separates him. And I mean, the dude's a competitor, like he'll light someone up. Like I, I love watching him pitch. Like, I mean, he he's the man, like, I know he, he kind of struggled this year and, You know, he had some stuff going on, but like honestly, the dude still competed regardless. Like Mm -hmm. and I think that speaks volume to who he is and and what he's done in his career. So
0: Yeah, no, and there's one guy that's coming up in your system. I've talked to people and that have played against them, and they compare him to a young Matt or or a young Walker Bueller. He goes by the name of Matt Tabor. He's been on the show. Do you know Matt? Do you know Matt?
1: uh, Yeah, Tabes, yeah, he's the
0: man. How, so how do you know, how do you know Matt? Because obviously you guys are a little bit different age group. He's still the minors. You're in the show. How do you know Matt?
1: Uh, just seeing, seeing him around the complex and stuff and, uh, throughout spring training. And, uh, I mean, that's really it because like we, obviously we haven't been on the same team at all just because of, you know, age difference. And, um, but yeah, besides that, I mean, and then one of my buddies, uh, Steve Hathaway, who's from the Boston area. Yeah. uh, he knows Tabor really well, so um, that, too, he kind of introduced that way and um, just kind of seeing him around. But, I mean, he's a great guy, and he's a stud pitcher. I've seen him uh, a couple times pitching, and he's going to be good.
0: He, I, think, I think he'll be up quick,
1: quicker yeah, than people
0: think. Dude, and the thing about him is that kind of goes unnoticed is he's he's like a top 10 prospect, but he's so underrated with the stuff that he has. And I, and I like pumping my guest tires, obviously. As you can see, I'm pumping yours the whole episode. But he is disgusting. I'm going to propose this to you guys. I'm going to claim Matt Tabor as Alex Young's rookie for when he gets called up. He's your rookie. So congratulations on that. That's the initiation, all of it. Tabes, you're getting it from Alex Young. So just, okay, Do you accept the offer? Oh, yeah. So what's an initiation like in, um, for the Arizona Diamondbacks? We've had a couple of Jays stories where they make you guys sing on the bus. They make you guys bring beers to them. You're their servants. What is it like for the Arizona Diamondbacks?
1: Uh, I mean, we didn't really have any just because, um, you know, I mean, obviously there's the typical, like, you know, sing. You get up there, you get up on the bus and you, you sing and stuff like that. I mean, nothing really crazy. Um, we didn't do any, um, you know, dress-ups or anything. Well, I mean, we did dress-ups like the whole team, but we didn't do any, like, rookie dress-ups. I, yeah. You know, our front office just didn't really believe in, in that type of environment. Um, so they kind of wanted everyone to be, like, you know, not, like, equal, but basically, like, you know, we're all on the same team, basically. But obviously, when you get a, your first win, like, I remember, like, my first win that night. When I made my debut I got a beer shower. Like Yes. I got a bunch of other shit on me from, from Gerard Dyson, porn like mayonnaise and I don't even know what else he put on me, but Yeah.
0: I love crazy. Gerard Dyson's a very underrated guy because he is uncomfortably he's, fast. He's so dude, fast.
1: He's so fast. He's oh my gosh, he's one of the funniest guys I've ever been around. And he's yeah, he's underrated, like he's so good, but yeah, one of the funniest guys I've ever been around. So
0: <laughs> He said seems like that, man. But I also, through extensive research, found something with on you. You are followed by Big Cat on Twitter. Humble brag. Ever heard of Big Cat? How did that happen? And what was your reaction when you see my guy, a guy that I love, a guy that I idolize, Barstool Big Cat on your feed follows Alex Young. What was that like?
1: Uh well when we did the sorry. Yeah, no worries. Sorry. Just, it just Don't went fall. it
0: cut. Start when you you said when you did the.
1: Okay, uh, yeah. When we did the um, Starting Nine podcast, um, we did it in the headquarters, Barstool headquarters, and I saw Big Cat and PFT, and I like, I was like, oh my god, these guys are my idols. Like, I yeah. freaking love these guys. Like, I, I I love, I love PMT. I love listening to it all the time. Um, and I mean, like, I, I would say, like, they're 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 a pretty good reason. Of why Barstool is is what it is today because you know, they're they're a huge part. I mean, they're awesome. Yeah. So when I saw them, I was like, no fucking way! Like this is so sick. And like, fortunately, when I went to the bathroom, um, Portnoy came out, so I didn't even get to see him, which sucks. But, um, but yeah. So we, we were standing there and like I was talking to Big Cat, and he was like, he was like, so like, Dan Heron's like you're kind of like you kind of fall do you like follow everything he says, like all this stuff? Cause he was kind of like one of our analytic guys. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he does everything for us. And then we, and I guess like he knows Aaron really well. And we ended up like, he's been on the show like once every year. And so we FaceTimed him and he was like dropping his kids off at school. And cause I didn't realize, cause we were, I mean, we were in New York time and he's out in California. Yeah. So I forgot like, it was like seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> but um yeah i mean and he ended up like i remember like what is it i like posted a picture on instagram or something or or twitter or something but he like followed me like i think a couple weeks later and i was like this is sick
0: like i think i
1: have a photo um see if i can pull up a photo of us
0: He's a yeah. legend, man. I mean, I, I love Big Cat. Like, all the stuff that he does. I'm a big PMT guy, obviously, also. But, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't oh, be at a loss is. of words meeting that guy. He's, he's retweeted a tweet of mine, so big, big humble brag. Is that you really? and him?
1: That's sick. He, so, here you go. Here's – oh, there's us right there.
0: <laughs> one electric picture of you and Big Cat. I don't Cat. even know
1: what he's saying, but anything he was saying, I was just, like – I was, like, laughing at. I was, like, yeah. And then we got one with – we got me and Archie got one with PFT.
0: That so, is electric, man.
1: Yeah, it was badass though. It was it was a cool experience,
0: definitely. Yeah, dude, so. I, dude, I, and it's it's fun. I mean, that's kind of out of like, a, obviously, starting nines like a different baseball podcast from here. But I just respect what they do. Obviously, I mean, they're what they're growing with the brand. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to follow yeah. their footsteps. But starting is a massive thing. What's what, what's Karabas like? Is he the same thing as he is off off air? Yeah,
1: I mean he's he's a really nice guy. Like he, I don't know, he's just he's a good dude. Um, you know, he, he texts me every once in a while, you know, catching up and and everything like that. And um, yeah, he's just a cool guy. Like I, I mean, I, I like him a lot. Obviously, Yankees fans don't like him, but <laughs> hey, you got to do. He, he's got a job to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude's a Red Sox fan. You can't like the Yankees. Yeah, I know. Then, like, and then you got Dallas Braden, who's just like freaking dude. That guy is just like electric. He is. He's, awesome.
0: He's, He's a legend.
1: Yeah. So I mean, they they have a great duo right there. So
0: for sure. I mean, you got to respect it. I'm I'm riding solo here. I'm an electric guy, yeah. just like them. But we're like, you got to respect what they're doing. But, but the yeah. other thing I wanted to go into, we're going back into baseball here. This year, you kind of had a little flip flop. You were in the bullpen, and then you were starting a little bit. How weird is that adjustment? preparing for coming out of the bullpen and then starting like how is are you changing your pregame routine are you drinking a couple more red bulls like what's going on here
1: uh, i saw i stopped drinking the red bulls i was like my heart
0: rate's going up too much
1: <laughs> i started doing like sniffing salts like yes little, yes the, like, kind of get fired up before especially like out of the bullpen like i just love i don't know i love pitching out of the bullpen more just i guess those situations you come in and like kind of come in and like just let it eat. So, um, but yeah, it was kind of, it, it's obviously different. Like the routines are different. I think the hardest thing is going from relieving to starting. Cause like if you go from starting to relieving, you're like, okay, like kind of like ease down. Like, you know, you don't, you're in the bullpen. You don't really have to think much about until you go into the game versus like your reliever and you're like, kind of like, you know, you're not really like into it for the first couple innings. And then you're like, okay, lock it in. Now it's, like, you got to lock in every fifth day, and, like, all you're thinking about is, like, who you're facing. And, like, I don't know. I got so much anxiety from that. And, like, I hated knowing when I was pitching. So, like, coming out of the pen, it's, like, I don't know when my name's going to be called. You kind of have a sense. But you're, like, dude, I love this. Like, it's just like that, like, adrenaline rush. Even with there's no fans, like, I just – I don't know. I love that so much more. So, um but I have no idea what I'm going to do next year. So, I mean – doesn't matter to me. i um, I mean, just to be on the team would be sweet again. So,
0: yeah, no, you're. I mean, you're going to be there. Obviously, I mean, the stats speak for themselves. Last year and this year, you had pretty. You had, you, this year, you had three in a row starts where. you were just buzzing. I think it was against, was against the Dodgers. I'm trying to remember who it was against. But this year you had like three consecutive appearances or starts where you were just absolutely carving. So was that when you kind of felt back into the groove this year, especially adjusting to that 60 games season and all of that?
1: Yeah. No, like relieving wise, like for the first, I think it was like three weeks, four weeks or so. um, I mean, I I was in a groove and then I remember my last, my last relieving outing relief outing was I ended up like giving up like two runs and like point two innings, but I came in with like guys on first and third. And then the guy who came in right after me, after me made his debut and ended up cashing one of my runs. So it was kind of like a weird game. And then I, I went the next outing. I, it was my first start and I went like four and a third and I gave up one run to Tatis. He hit an absolute laser off me. <laughs> I was like, hey, at least there's a guy who's a stud, you know what I mean? Like like the freak, like, um, but then, uh, yeah, I had a couple of more good starts. And then I think it was like, I don't know. I I remember like, I would like cruise. And then I remember giving up, like, it was just kind of like one or two runs where just kind of like the stat line didn't look that great or, you know, I'm like, damn, I could have done this or whatever. And then the one game that just blew my area up was the angels game. I, and it wasn't even like, I think I want to say besides. When uh, hit, um, Like all the other ones were just like flare jobs, like bloops that just kind of fell in. Like Mike Trout hit one that like literally like fell in right in the line. And I'm like, damn if Mike Trout's gonna get a hit off me I want it to be an absolute
0: <laughs> nuke out yeah. of the
1: stadium like but and so I'm like you know like okay like that kind of sucks I'm like that's why I'm like damn I wish there's more than 60 games now like I could easily or hopefully try to you know get that ERA back down so
0: yeah for sure man and you like I like I said you have some pretty good service time like about a two years full technically uh, you're a year and a half, year and three quarters. What's your favorite city and ballpark to visit? And you haven't visited Toronto yet, right?
1: Uh, no, I just
0: okay. I so, be... so, so Toronto's out of the picture. Toronto's out of the picture. We'll say that would have been your would have been your answer. But w- so, what's your favorite park to visit?
1: Ooh, that's tough. My f- okay, my favorite hotel is either. Uh, the my, the Marlins Hotel, which is pretty sure it's a yeah, it's a Ritz, and you're in Key Biscayne Island. And I remember we had an off day, and I was just like sat on the beach. I'm like, this is so cool. And then the St Regis in uh, San Francisco, it's like okay. unreal. It's really cool. But I think favorite stadium so far. Oh man, I want to say either the Cardinals stadium or the Yankees stadium, like everything with the spread, like the fans, like everything. I was like, this is so sick. Cause I like, like everyone grew up watching Yankees games. Yeah. So it's like, this is sick. So I don't know. I mean, I, we didn't get to go to Wrigley field this year. So that was kind of a bummer. I mean, that was one that obviously I was looking forward to growing up a Cubs fan. Um, and then, like you said, like Toronto, I wanted to go to. I, I love that. I've never been to Toronto, but I love that stadium. I love like watching that team, like with Stroman and, and Bautista and all those guys, like that was so badass. And one of my good friends is um, Ryan Barucki.
0: Legend. Holy shit, I love Barucki.
1: He's the man. We grew up together. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to be able to play against him.
0: Yeah, so Ryan Brucky, what's up? If you're listening to this, what's up, bro? What's <laughs> up? This is a pro Toronto pod, but yeah, no, I to Toronto, and this is what we'll do. When you come to Toronto, hopefully next year when there's fans allowed in here, we'll fire the Cactus Club on me. We'll go to the Cactus Club in downtown Toronto. Assuming you've never you've never been, obviously because you've never been to Toronto. Nice little was- rooftop restaurant. You get to see the whole skyline of Toronto. What a what a another free ad. We're just throwing out free ads here, but we'll love fire to the Cactus Club. I love that. There okay. yeah, and then a couple more things here to go, obviously, because I mean, we've been buzzing here. This is a, this interview, it's like I feel like I grew up with you, that's how well this is going. But we'll, <laughs> we'll go into the next thing here. I want to talk about your players' weekend jersey. I mean, the nickname AY, what went into that? Can we maybe brainstorm something to make it pop a little more, make increase that marketability of the, of the players' weekend jersey? Yeah,
1: so obviously, that was like my name my nickname growing up, my dad was UI and my brother was JY. So it was like, I don't know. I just, I was a Y and like people want, I mean, I never told people like, Hey, my nickname's a Y. It just, people just started calling me that. So it just, and I didn't, I didn't get to uh, change it at all. Like my player's Jersey. Cause I want, I, I'm like obsessed with Portillo's if you've ever heard of it.
0: No, never heard of it. Um,
1: it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a restaurant in the Chicago area. They have some in Arizona. They have like two in California, um, a couple in Florida, but it's like Italian beef sandwiches, hot dogs, hamburgers, shakes. Like it's it's so freaking good. And so they have this one thing called the big beef. Yeah. And so that's what I and we had another guy on our team last year, TJ McFarland, who's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Yeah, you should do something Portillos wise. And I, I wanted to just Put Portillo's on there, but I was like, I think it'd be funny if I did like Big Beef or something. But I'm like, but like, and I asked if I could do that, and they're like, it probably doesn't sound that great, so they're like, probably shouldn't do that. So I just stuck with AY, but yeah, I definitely need to figure something out that's better because
0: you have you kind of have that lot that hockey last name where people would call you like Youngsy or Younger, like just I, I, I don't know if I'm obviously I know what I'm talking about, I'm from Canada, but. That's what your last name is like, but I'm sure a nickname will come sooner than later. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I mean, Tara Lowens has T.O. So if you're embracing that two, two, two letter nickname, I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. Yeah.
1: Wait, I think it'd be cool to branch out though and, and find something. Definitely.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on yeah. that for sure. We're going to, I'm going to brainstorm the nickname for you, but th- this, th- here we go. It's the last thing that I always bring up here. I love the minor leagues. We always talk about hilarious minor league stories. Fans is doing stupid shit. You guys on shitty bus rides. Give us your favorite minor league story of all time. A story that I'm going to clip and it's going to break the internet. Just a hilarious story.
1: Oh, man. Um, I think two people have already posted about it. But um, basically – We were in Clinton, Iowa, which, I'm sorry, Clinton, that is, like, the worst city ever. It
0: is. It It is.
1: Dog shit. And I am sorry for saying that, but I think it was, like, a Super 8 or something or Motel 6 that we had to stay in. It was, like, so we had two games at home, and then we were supposed to go to Clinton for two games. This was, like, uh, my first full season in 16. Yeah. And. I started that second game, but our second game ended up getting uh, snowed out. So we went to Clinton. We played two games. So we only stayed for one night. And me and uh, Taylor Clark, uh, we, I remember I was like, we get into the rooms and I'm like, dude, I'm not staying here. Like, my, my, I put my feet off the bed. There's like stains everywhere. There's like hair. There's like, there's like bugs running everywhere on the ground. Like the the whole place smelled like cigarette smokes, smoke. And like the, the lady or someone was like, yeah, there was like a murder around here like a week ago. And oh. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, stick, glad glad to be here. And like the whole town smelled like they have a, they have a dog food factory. Yes, right there.
0: Yes. We've heard this. Yeah. We've heard about the dog food and factory. So
1: it just smells like dog food the whole time. And, and so I'm like, I'm like, dude, I can't stay here. And he's like, yeah, this is terrible. And he had already pitched, so like, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have to do it. But he was like, yeah, I'll go. And so we were like, all right, let's go stay at this Holiday Inn. And so we told the bus, we told our coaches, they're like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. I mean, they didn't really care. And the bus driver was so cool, like he was the man. And he's like, yeah, I'll just come pick you up in the morning at the Holiday Inn, and um, you know, we'll be good to go. So I was like, sweet. So we go stay at the holiday and we split one room and I'm the one who paid for it. But then like, we ended up splitting it. Like he paid me back, but I had to pitch the next day and I had to sleep on the cot. And this guy Taylor slept on, on the king size bed. And I'm like, whatever. But anyway, so like we stayed there and I was like, I I, like, if I ever come back here, like I'm not staying in this hotel. So like I got hurt. And I was out for like a month. And then I went back to King County for like uh, like a month. Pitched really well. I went up to Visalia, though. But before I went up, um, we went back to Clinton for, I think, like, God, it felt like a month. But we were there for like three days. And we, uh, I told my buddy who I was staying, who I roomed with, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm getting asleep. I'm bringing my pillow. I'm going, to bo- I'm going across the street to the store and buying a sleeping bag and I stripped off everything off the bed, basically. And after the games, we'd go to Applebee's, our bus driver took us to Applebee's and they had like two, $2 Long Island. And we just got smashed. Like, and I, I told him, I was like, dude, I want to be, I don't know if you can put this up anywhere, but I was like, I want to be, I want to be like drunk enough to where I don't even know I'm staying in this hotel. Like, <laughs> I don't want to know because it was like, it was so bad. And I was like, I don't know. I just did not want to say there. But it was, it was kind of a mess, but I mean, I don't want to like bash on Clinton
0: or. or no. And know. do not worry about the bashing of Clinton because Clinton has taken a shit ton of boast or punches yeah. to the face on this podcast, Clinton, <laughs> and that- Iowa. And you know, what's another one here and underrated at one Beloit, Wisconsin. That one has taken shots after shots on this oh. podcast.
1: Well, luckily we never stayed there because it was a travel city where like we were close enough. Cause I, I stayed at home when I lived in King County we played at King County. And so we, we never had to stay there. And I guess that the hotel there is brutal and like the, the baseball fields in like a freaking it's in a neighborhood. Yeah. So literally like four people that are in the game at the game and then like the mascot and then, uh, One of my buddies had to play there, and he said, Brian Howard, the 6'9 guy, he said it's the worst place ever. Like, I guess they're, like, redoing it or something like that. But regardless, like, you're in Beloit, so –
0: Dude, it, 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 so so ideally, your your minor league story is the fact that you were in a town that was so bad that you just decided to demolish Long Island, Long yeah. Island, just just to think about it, just to forget about it. That is an incredible story, and that is yeah. why you are a legend. And I just like I said, I want to say that. And when I have a guest where it goes this well, this there's a, supposed to be a jersey wall going up behind me in the podcast room. I'm I'm buying an Alex Young jersey. Dude, no, 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 no. I'm gonna I'll send you one out. All right, I got. Okay, I respect it. And this what we'll do. We'll do a little, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do like an NFL jersey swap. I'm going to send you our year anniversary t-shirts. Let me pull it up for you. Wait a second. Love that. There it is. Oh, that's sick. I love that. It is. That's dope. So wait a second. That's what we're going to do. What we're going to do is we're going to do a classic NFL jersey swap, the year anniversary shirt for an Alex Young jersey. It's going to be hanging up on the wall with all the greats. Winker, Garrett, Glasnell, all these guys, Alex Young. There it is. So I I just wanted to say, man, I wanted to end the show saying this. If you're a fan of the Arizona Diamondbacks, you have something to look forward to in the future. I mean, this guy absolutely just puts hitters in his back pocket. He's an electric factory of a person. And most importantly, now he's a friend of mine. And I, and in the previous, when the interview started, you were in a gaming chair, by the way. So let's talk about that yeah. for a second. Are you a gamer? Are you a big gamer guy.
1: Love. I love it. I, I live and die in Fortnite. So. Okay.
0: So we'll be, we'll be running it later. We'll be running it maybe later tonight after the Thursday night game or something like that. You and I will be getting going here. There you have it, ladies and gents. Alex Young from the Arizona Diamondbacks. What an electric, electric interview. Appreciate you doing this, my man.
1: No, thanks for having me on. It was awesome.
0: Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at a fish on a fish pod. And on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you.